This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Michael actually has a mic, but he is not totally converted to Apple yet. So he has like a regular laptop. (laughs) Michael? Like a a Windows. (laughs) Okay. We're going to need to have a talk about that because... Because I need... Please tell me he has an iPhone. He does. He does. But he... um, I think he only switched over to that like within the last like year i mean you know what you can't have it all you can't have it all he can't be perfect but you know at least text messages go through blue (laughs) we found we have found his downfall okay well that makes me feel better because you can't you really can't have it all so this is his thing i guess that's fine (laughs) we're gonna have so many people that are like stand by their droids and and like hate apple like being like hey y'all Come on. Don't hate on all of us. It's fine. It's fine. You know what? Maybe you can, uh, maybe he can just ask Santa for a new Mac computer for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so this is so exciting. I can't believe that we are allowed to openly talk about your relationship. I know. We dropped this major bomb on everybody last episode. So you'll have to go back and listen to that. But D, how catch us up really quick. This is the first official, like, week that you've been able to share about your relationship. How are you doing? Oh my God. I know. Michael and I were talking about this and 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 we we had to do like a big press day on Wednesday after uh, the reunion was done. And it was like everyone was asking that. And I'm like, I'm not like like I kind of miss the bubble that we were in, but I'm also so happy. Like we just went to breakfast with James and it was like we can we can do normal like family things now, <laughs> and it was it, I don't, it's just really nice. It's just oh, it, he feels like home. It's amazing, and James is doing this like really sweet thing and now. Like before he goes to bed, like he'll give me a hug, and then Michael will give me a hug, and then James will get in on it, and it's just like he like comes up to like our hip, <laughs> but like the three the three little fa- like mm, three of us. It's just. My God, I was not prepared for how sweet a moment like that would feel like. You're going to make me cry again. Two episodes in a row, we're going to cry, I guess. How's your strep throat from last week? Oh my gosh. Yeah, seriously. You have to update everybody on all the things. (laughs) 
to be clear, Danielle was correct. She correctly diagnosed me with strep. I ran and got a rapid literally right after we finished recording that episode and got on antibiotics and I feel like a new human. My voice is still kind of recovering a little bit, mm-hmm. but oh my God, I feel like like I'm fine. Like I'm totally fine. I feel great. I feel great. Good. You were so sick last weekend. I felt awful. I know it was not a fun time, but you know what? It's okay. The timing was perfect. At least I didn't give everybody strep in my family on Thanksgiving. So that's good. But no, or overall, the flu I feel, or COVID. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, now that we have the PSA with Dr. Pervy Parikh's episode again, last episode, you know, mm-hmm. make sure you're all vaccinated and not getting your family sick with all the things this holiday season. But no, <laughs> I feel, I feel great. Good. The other update, obviously, is puppy time. Getting a lot of my puppy cuddles in. Oh, my God. Archie is so cute. And I... We need to get up to Chicago. Like, I I know. I need to meet my puppy nephew. (laughs) My my puppy. I knew you were going to do that. Puppy. I knew you were going to do that. So I just, like, was like, you know what? Just go for it. Uh, Your puppy nephew. Yes, you need to meet him. He is, like, Seriously, I said it last time and it's been a week since you recorded. This is this puppy. His temperament is so calm. He is so sweet. He is so gentle and kind and loving. He has like obviously a few of his puppy moments where he gets really excited and playful. But like this puppy was sent from heaven. He's a Christmas miracle. He is so chill. (laughs) It is so hard to not let him sleep in the bed with me. His little sweatshirt that you have him in, I just, I need, I need you to make Riot Healers puppy wear. Oh, it's, it's in the works. Oh, it's in the works. <laughs> I knew it. Works. I knew it wouldn't also, take long for that to happen. I'm really trying to crate train him so we don't develop some like massive codependency issue. That but is good. I may or may not have come home drunk the other night and let him sleep in my bed. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to like puppy mom shame you. <laughs> But I think it's allowed. I think it's allowed. I have n- I have no room to speak <laughs> because clearly it was not the right time for me to be a puppy mom. So it happens. You've got yeah. a lot on your plate right now. So much travel. I love these episodes with just you and me because they often come from conversations that D and I just have regularly. If you guys don't know, D and I not only co-host this podcast, but we are best friends and talk literally twenty four seven. Basically, are in contact via text message or phone calls every day. Or voice notes. Or voice notes. And a lot of our one-on-one episodes come just organically out of conversations that you and I just start to have. And then we pause and we're like, wait, this would be a great episode. Let's hold this conversation. Let's Mm -hmm. get on the mics and let's record this. And so you obviously have gone through a lot recently, kind Mm -hmm. of publicly talking about your past and then also falling in love on national TV in front of millions of people. And that can bring up a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. And with the timing of this being the holidays, I'm sure it's brought up a lot. So we wanted to have a conversation, just the two of us talking a little bit more about what grief and loss can look like during this holiday season. Yeah. And it's it's something Michael and I have been talking about too, because it's like, this is the first, well, it's the first holiday for me in 12 years that I've had like a significant other. And wow. I mean, that's a long time. 
That's a really long time. I mean, there's been, you know, there's the guys that you were like casually hooking up with or seeing that like you actually wanted to be dating. And then you were sitting there at the holidays. You're like, I hope they text me like, fuck that noise. But, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing where it was like, like bringing someone home to the family. And yesterday was just really special. I'm up in Ohio with Michael and James and um, we did Thanksgiving with his family. We're trying to figure out a Christmas with mine, but we like Zoom conferenced in with my family and it was really sweet. (laughs) So we got to meet everybody that way. But it's like, we both just kept kind of looking at each other and God, we're just so glad we don't have to do these alone anymore. And that just really got me thinking. And, And when I texted you this morning, I was like, this is like something really important to talk about. I feel like, especially during the holidays when, you know, it could be the first year that you aren't with somebody and what that looks like with like your Instagram feeds blowing up with everybody's happy moments. And, you know, it can kind of be isolating. It can be like a big reminder of what you don't have at the moment. And I just, uh, I just want, (laughs) I just want anyone who's going through, you know, maybe like a really bad breakup or a loss, or there's someone really important in your life that you just lost or being divorced or, you know, just make sure you're taking some space for yourself. And if that looks like not looking at Instagram, that's okay. But really just trying to take stock of you know, even if that looks like making a list, but making a list of everyone that's in your family that, you know, loves you, every friend that you have that loves you, text them, send them a little message. I don't know if at least for me, that kind that always used to help, like looking at something visually that was like, okay, no, I still have all these people in my life. Like I still, you know, feel love in different ways, but I also don't want to sit here and be the person that's like, oh my God, it's like just wait it could be right around the corner right you know because no one wants to hear that either well I love like I want to point out two things that you said the first one being that loss doesn't and loss and feeling this kind of grief during the holidays doesn't necessarily have to refer to a death or a lost life it can be a breakup it can be a divorce it can be maybe you broke up with a friend that you used to have holiday traditions with there's so many different types of loss that can come up during the holidays. Yeah. So I love that you touched on that. But also, like you said, you've been you've been dealing with this kind of grief and you still are going to be dealing with this grief navigating yeah. a new relationship mm-hmm. for over a decade. So I kind of want to backtrack a little bit in like looking at the past 10 years about what are some of those hard things that would come up? And like timeline wise, like what were some of those harder years? And of course, everyone's grief process is going to look different. But Mm -hmm. for you, what were some of those like really hard things to deal with during the holidays? Oh, God, I think like the first like couple years after Nick had passed were just such a reminder of what I didn't have anymore. And and by that, I mean, more like you it's hard not to look ahead when you're in a relationship and think about the life that you're going to have. And you grieve that, like, even if it's a breakup with someone you're seeing or like casually seeing, you're thinking ahead to the future, like what it could look like. 
and you have to grieve that loss. I think like the first couple of years, it was just like every time the holidays would roll around, you'd be thinking, okay, yeah, I'm doing okay. But then you're like, okay, I'm sitting alone with my family and like that person that I really cared about is no longer here with me. And it's just lonely. You know, I can't tell you how many holidays it was like, I just sat there like, maybe next year, maybe next year I won't be alone for Christmas. Maybe next year I won't be alone for like the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Uh, it's it's really hard. It's really, it can feel like really isolating and you don't want to be the one that's bringing down the mood, like with the family. It was really hard for me to actually feel the Christmas spirit. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, that like joyfulness, that like magic mm. that surrounds the holidays for years. And <laughs> honestly, it wasn't until uh, when my best friends in Nashville started her like holiday company. And she was like, hey, D, like, you know, we could use an extra hand decorating. And, you know, like, do you want to come and like help me shop for some stuff for like decorating this house? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Like my friend needs help. And then I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Like I'm starting to feel this. And then like, you know, she really, Mm. you would love her. Keaton Claus, here's a plug. (laughs) But she, um, she just really helped me start, you know, feeling that like joy around the holiday and, and stuff like that too. So long-winded wave. It's hard. <laughs> I love how your answer shows that you, you weren't trying to force it. I mm-hmm. think, I mean, obviously I have a very different situation where I, this time last year was my first time yeah. without my partner, without my husband, boyfriend. We had spent like the last like five or six holidays together. And last year was the first one that I was alone. So I'm actually really grateful right now that I kind of got it out of my system last year. And this year, <laughs> I'm a very, it's like, it It sounds so tacky, but I really do feel like I made a 180. I feel so grateful. And the holidays are such a happy time this year. And I really didn't think that that would be possible so quickly. But, you know, I went through all of that last year, feeling the loneliness, the, you know, the sadness of, you know, this is the first time my partner's not here and everybody else has their partner at Christmas dinner and I'm sitting Mm -hmm. here alone. And I think one of the harder things for, for me too, that I'm curious if this was, this came up for you during your last 10 years is family members that maybe aren't as close to you that don't get like the the information from you regularly, you're seeing all of these new family members that you haven't seen in, you know, maybe you haven't seen them since last Christmas or last Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And they're either one kind of like throwing you a little pity party, which is fine and sweet. And, or they're asking a lot of questions that you necessarily don't really want to answer. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that happen for you? And like, I think that that's a huge thing to talk about. Like, how do you kind of prepare to see family members and like have all this stuff come up that you don't necessarily want to talk about. Or maybe you do want to, I don't know. I know, I know I didn't want to talk about it. Maybe, maybe some people do. (laughs) Well, I actually think a lot of people would 
gain a lot of um, insight and value from how you reacted in those situations too, being that it was so fresh. But I just want to echo that, yeah, Jack, you were in a completely different place than you were mm. last like Thanksgiving and Christmas. But I think that's a true testament to all of the work and therapy and space you've given yourself this year to heal, mm-hmm. to enforce certain boundaries and, and really like protect your healing space mm-hmm. in this. I mean, yeah. like Jack, you, you freaking got a dog. <laughs> he fixed like, all that's... my problems. Like honestly, no, he did not fix all my problems. Getting this puppy fixed all my but that was such a huge, huge grieving point for you. And, and it's like, just watching you kind of like open your heart again, even that way to like loving, like a sweet little, That's little really thing. Sweet. Thank you for saying that because yeah, I don't think you're right. Like, I think I've been so caught up in, you know, like trying to raise him and like do all the right things by this puppy that mm-hmm. I haven't really reflected on, you know, I talked about this in the past episodes, but a huge loss for me was losing my two dogs during the um, divorce. It was probably the hardest thing to get over and the the most difficult thing about going through the holidays last year. But yeah, last year, I mean, I was at a point where I was so depressed. I Mm -hmm. remember talking to my therapist, my therapist telling me, do not get a dog because you you can't even get out of bed yourself. Like Mm -hmm. you can't even take care of your own physical needs. How are you going to take care of a, a an animal. And two, I was, every time I would see a dog, like, does it matter? I would be so incredibly triggered and just like instant tears and sadness, a reminder of the, of the ones that I lost. So thank you for saying that. I appreciate that because it really has been a long way to feel, um, comfortable to, to Mm -hmm. like start a new chapter with a new, with a new fur baby. So thank you. (laughs) Well, and I think, I mean, and this goes in, I guess, to almost being like a new year and kind of reflecting on everything that you've been through, like like we've overcome, that how quickly life and things can change. And, oh, man, I mean, I, I, six months ago, I didn't know that I'd have a wonderful man in my life, but here we are and I'm moving up to Ohio. You were in this pit, you know, and oh my gosh, rightly yeah. so, rightly so. We've anyone who's experienced something traumatic like that, that's where you are. But you did so much for yourself this year, Jack. You like, you took yourself to Italy for months. You went to <laughs> Scotland. You just like lived. Mm-hmm. You just lived. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm sorry. That was really tangential. And what like totally blew away off of the initial question you asked, but I just needed to to give you some some credit and love there. I but back to that. back to family members that you don't normally see that could be asking <laughs> you questions. Yeah, back to fucking Aunt Cindy that won't shut the fuck up, <laughs> or asks you when you're going to get date get out there and start dating again. Um. <laughs> Oh gosh, no. And like, you know, they all mean well, but like, I know it's, it's tough. It's tough. I think something that like, maybe for you, it's been so much time where, yeah, you know, I know this year was like a lot 
for me, I didn't really expect it. I think last year, everyone kind of knew not to ask questions because they could see just how disheveled I was and like almost like let's not even just poke because tears are going to start coming out if we do so yeah um, she showered today we're good (laughs) she didn't wash her hair but she showered like we're okay literally (laughs) but I will say I think two things a few things that really helped me with that specifically with family members and like just kind of preparing for that is one like prepare for it Two, like like one just prepare for it because if you go Mm -hmm. in just like assume that people are going to ask because it's your family and they care about you and they want, they just want to check in and know that everything's okay. So I would say, first of all, just prepare for the fact that family members are going to ask. So either have your answers kind of ready, like That's whether or not really that looks good like, advice. maybe that does look like, you know what, I'm in a really great place and it's kind of difficult for me to, you know, talk about. So, you know, I've done a lot of work and I'm really happy to be moved on from it. And that's it. And that maybe that's what you yeah. just say to the family member. And then mm-hmm. you just change the subject. So have those like answers kind of just like ready. I also kind of like prepped my parents. I told them, hey, like, can you kind of just like spread the word to like aunt whoever and uncle whoever that like, it's just not something I want to talk about that I'm in a really good place. And like, just not something to be brought up over the Thanksgiving table. Thanks so much. Yes. And so I was really grateful this year. A lot of family members, I think, didn't ask um, how I was doing, didn't ask about my dating life, didn't ask about, you know, whatever, which I really appreciated. And then like some other little things that have helped. And I'm curious just to open this question up to you too, like other things that help managing grief during the holiday season. I would say uh, like, there's two sides of this one uh, as hard as it is, like, I think it's important to continue to go to some of these events and make plans with family and friends because you're going to want to isolate yourself. And I promise you, it's not going to help. So try your best to go to these events, whether it's with family or friends, but maybe just tell yourself like, it's okay to leave early. Like if you made the effort to go and you're trying your best and you're there and maybe you're just like super triggered by something someone says, or you're super triggered by a song that comes on the radio that you and your person or you and your family member that you've lost, that was like your favorite Christmas song or your favorite holiday song. Like mm-hmm. just be okay leaving early and like setting certain boundaries for yourself. I don't know. What do you think about that? God, that is such good advice. That is such good advice because it is, it is so, so easy to just want to isolate sometimes. And, but then like, you're all alone. So what are you actually doing in that time? You're just going to be like, well, you could be just bombarded by intrusive thoughts of how alone you are. And when it's like, at least, you know, again, like I can only speak into me and like things that make me feel better, but like getting hugs from people, your family, hopefully and and some people don't have family situations like this. So like if it's like a friend's giving or a friend Christmas or something like that, that, that like you're invited to, to go to, you know, like whatever that safe dynamic looks like for you, go to it because your friends want to love you and take care of you. And especially as healthcare providers, that's really difficult for us to do to allow ourselves to be taken care of. But like, yeah. Just try not to isolate yourself. And I will completely echo what you said, Jack, about having like some prepared responses to things. And, but also like 
this is your family and it's okay to like cry if you feel like you need to cry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you need to take a second, go into the bathroom. I just straight up bawled at Christmas Eve dinner, just like on just at the table in front of everyone. And I must tell you, it was like one of the most healing experiences yeah. of my life. Like just completely being surrounded by people that just were like so in tune to what I was going through and just were there and didn't need to say anything to make it better, but just having family there. So I agree, like just kind Mm -hmm. of letting some of those emotions come up and knowing that it's okay to, or like, I mean, this sounds terrible, but like there were moments last, last holiday season where I would like snap at my sister because I just was like angry and I just was hurt and didn't know where to Mm -hmm. put my emotions. And so, you know, making those apologies and just, I don't know, I guess this kind of goes along with a theme of, I think for me, something that was helpful. And I think maybe with a, a loss, like a death, this that's mm-hmm. a little bit different and a little bit oh, I more was difficult angry, to navigate. I was an angry bitch to people, Jack. And yeah. I felt terrible. Yeah. I was a very angry human because again, like you're, you're mad. You don't know where to put those emotions. and. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And the holidays <laughs> just bring it out again, like with everything we've already talked about, but additionally to the stress and the, the gift giving and the cooking and all of those things. But I think maybe that like brings up a bigger theme of just knowing that maybe some, that some of those first few years after a massive loss, mm-hmm. that those holidays might just look different. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that might be the Christmas where you break down. That might be the Christmas where you snap at your dad. That might mm-hmm. be the Christmas and doesn't make it okay, but just like knowing and setting realistic expectations for yourselves. Yeah. That holiday season or the few after that it's it's just not it may not be the same. Yeah. Truly. What are some other things that have worked for you or some other tips or pieces of advice that you would give people that are kind of struggling through the holidays? Again, like I'm a very like physical touch person. So Mm -hmm. if I was like at, you know, a family gathering or something like that, I just kind of go up to people and, and I just like, will lay like my head on their shoulder or something, or I'll just be like, Hey, can I, can I just have a hug? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like my family, my family knows that. And Michael totally knows that too. (laughs) He's so sweet. But asking for what you need. Mm. I think that's a really big, big one. You know, ask, ask for what you need. I would also really, really, really try hard not to like drown the, the pain in any sort of external something like alcohol, drugs sleeping medications really try to try not to do that you know which is you know can be a really hard thing for people on holidays when there's so many you know parties and gatherings Mm -hmm. but it doesn't even have to look like substance use it can also look like overwhelming yourself with wrapping every single christmas present like it was bought from macy's or taking on you know hosting Mm -hmm. three different 
friends' parties or overextending you know, yourself. Right. Yeah. I think there's like a healthy level to distraction during the holidays. If it is yeah. something tough, like, mm-hmm. you know, that can bring you some joy and some distraction and that's okay. But like not overextending yourself in that way either, where you're just like a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. Cause you will go off. Oh, you, you will. will. And it probably will be at Christmas dinner. Like, in and, it, and it, it won't be pretty. You will, if, if, if you take anything from this, if you overexert yourself, if you take on too much, you are going to explode. Yeah. And I think this is like a piece of advice, not just for people lose, you know, that are experiencing loss or grief during the holidays, but it's so obviously it's so easy to want to do everything during the holiday season females and especially healthcare workers, I think are um, very notorious for doing this. So regardless if you've experienced loss or not, I think the holidays are a really important time to try to make time for those things that you do for yourself. Whether that's, you know, if you're a physical touch person, scheduling a massage, scheduling something, some a spa day just for yourself, um, or, you know, going to hot yoga or whatever those things look like for you. Yeah. Just making sure that you are dedicating time for yourself too. And I kind of want to touch a little bit on our healthcare workers specifically too, because I think something that I did last year that I'm sure I'm curious if you did this too, if the holidays are like a super triggering, difficult time, I tended to pick up a lot of overtime and just like kind of want to work myself through the holidays. And that didn't really work either. So my advice for our healthcare people would be, you're going to want like, you're going to be tempted to pick up extra over the holidays to like numb it a little bit, numb the pain. It's not going to work. It's not going to help. You're still going to end up crying in like the secret bathroom that people either go poop in or go there for like a, a totally. silent Yeah, moment. you'll just you'll just cry at work. You'll just cry at work. Yeah. 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 Do you have any other advice for our healthcare people working this holiday season? Ooh, like the holidays specifically or... Yeah, maybe a little bit of both because I love okay. that our community here, you know, we love to have these conversations that are cast in net for 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 more people maybe that haven't that aren't in healthcare, but we love our healthcare community so much and I think there are so many unique challenges that whether you're a nurse or you're a doctor, you're working through the holiday season, the weeks before, the weeks after, maybe you mm-hmm. are working those specific days. There are just so so many I think unique challenges that go with that. And so I thought it'd be a nice way to kind of wrap up this episode, just sending some love for our healthcare workers, just some advice and tips we have, whether that's, you know, on this topic of grief or whether that's just working in general. Oh, I feel like that's so layered because you could be on a unit that, you know, one of your favorite patients could have passed away too. Mm. But okay. So let's say if, if you're having to like work the holiday um, and and you've just been through something like really, really difficult, I would like set up a Zoom call with your family. Mm, you know, like if that. they're all getting together and you're not able to be there, um, have someone bring their computer and um, set up a Zoom link. And you can just like call in, check in on the fam real quick and, you know, get passed around, say I love you to everybody. But like, I feel like that's, I mean, the internet can be a really dark place, but at least we have Zoom. (laughs) Yeah. I know a lot of healthcare people, and if you're fortunate enough to do this, 
I have, I'm obviously, I'm a nurse. I don't work holidays anymore, but my twin sister's a midwife. My little sister's in the NICU. So we're constantly kind of working through their schedules. And I know something we've done the last few years is just scheduling a completely separate Christmas that works for everyone. Um, Yeah. And I think that that's, yeah. And whether you celebrate Christmas or not, like if your family celebrates something over these next few weeks, find a date that works for everybody. And that's just your new holiday day. And I'm sure your family is going to be more than appreciative to reschedule events to work around your, your schedule because there's so many beautiful things about working the holidays, mm-hmm. but there you you do have moments. I'm sure you've had them too, where like you could be having the most rewarding shift and working with the most beautiful family and taking care of the most, yeah. you know, heartwarming patient story. But you will have moments where you're just like, fuck, I wish I was with my family right now. Yeah. And, and that's just, oh, I love that, Jack. That's such great advice. Michael's dad was actually saying the same thing. He's like, you guys can celebrate. We can celebrate Christmas whenever, you know, it's not, it's not about the exact day. It's like the feeling and, you know, getting everybody together. And I'm like, so this is where Michael gets it to, to wrap this up on like a really fun note, real fun note. I want to know your guiltiest Christmas movie that like you that just gets you in the holiday spirit. Okay, I love this question because I already <laughs> watched it. <laughs> what it what is it? What is it? Okay, so let me preface this with I unfortunately I'm the I'm not like a Hallmark movie gal. My mm-hmm. two sisters are my two sisters are like they are like the holiday girlies. They they decorate like the day I didn't used to be. I didn't used to be. I know. And I think I'm just lucky because my sisters always do such a good job of doing all of that, that like, I can just like low key ride their coattails and enjoy and all appreciate of the like, Christmas decorations and the cookies. And like, I just like, right, ri- I'm here for the ride. So yeah. my favorite Christmas movie is Chevy Chase Christmas Family Vacation. It's not like a, it's, I wouldn't even say it's a guilty pleasure because it's just, to me, I grew up in a, fa- a crazy Italian family. That's just like all over the place. Okay, just quick funny story. You guys know I, I, I or actually I don't know if you know. Danny knows. I take I help take care of my ninety four year old grandmother like tw- like all the time. We live in the same building. She's hilarious. She deals with a bit of dementia. She was <laughs> having a little moment the other day, so I was like, you know what? Let's get in the holiday spirit. I'm going to turn on Chevy Chase Christmas Family Vacation. I turned it on, and the couple, the aunt and uncle in the movie that are like have dementia and are like, do you know, have you seen the movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the aunt and uncle that are just like saying all this crazy shit and like, don't, he can't hear each other. And they're the ones that end up setting the tree on fire. Like my grandmother was catch was, was like following their storyline. Like she didn't understand anything that was going on in the movie besides the crazy aunt and uncle. So I just love that movie because I think coming from like, I mean, any family during the holidays, you deal with so many, like so much bullshit, (laughs) like the lights don't turn on, like you ruined the turkey. Like that movie to me just like epitomizes what family holidays really are. Like so much craziness, but at the end of the day, like so many beautiful moments to share. Okay. What is your guilty holiday movie? So I feel like I also need to confess, I've never seen that movie all the way through. (gasps) And it like, it hurts because I'm like, why haven't I seen this movie all the way through? But you're going to, you're going to really laugh at me because it's such a, it's such a guilty pleasure. Oh my God. What? And I only watched it on Netflix, 
But then they came out with another one the next year and another one the next year. So, a, a Christmas prince. Danielle, <laughs> we don't know. What? It's so cheesy and so dumb, but it's just so I mean, true. that's. You're not dumb, but you are a cheesy. Like, you are a cheese ball. <laughs> and then the next one was their wedding. And then the next one was the birth of their child. <laughs> but, like, the backstories on these things are so funny. Okay. Do and I need like, to watch this or am I just going to, like, judge you? No, I think I think you'll actually, I think you'll find the comedy in how cheesy and ridiculous it is. It's really, it's very sweet. <laughs> oh, my God. This does not surprise me in the least it's bit. So like cheesy. I would only expect the cheesiest movie from you. The only the cheesiest. It's like it's like gas station cheese. It's like, oh, we're not going back to that. We're not we're not opening that box tonight. Well, Dee, I am so happy for you. I know I talked about this last episode, but I, you know, to kind of look back on the last like, you know, hour and then of course the last year, I am just so like watching you is just so inspirational. I'm so happy to see your happiness. It is so palpable. You are in such a beautiful place. I'm so happy for you and Michael. I am sure me as well as our listeners and viewers of the show cannot wait to see you post and all the things that you guys are up to. So (laughs) just to end, I know we ended on our little Christmas funny movie, but I want to give you like a few minutes to just reflect on having a new partner and what that looks like really quick. I wake up smiling every single morning. I just feel so safe and so warm and so happy. And it's just, it's a gift. It's such a gift. And I, I still like pinch myself and there's still I mean, just ask my therapist. There's still things that, you know, come up because grief never fully goes away. You know, your life just keeps growing bigger around it. And it is, but it like becomes easier to manage. So please, please take some hope from that with like the right resources and people in your life and, um, and assistance. Like it, it, it gets easier to manage, but it is so, it's so amazing. I mean, like there's, there's, a, there's a whole new role that I'm, I'm stepping into it with Michael and James. And I don't take that for granted at all. Yesterday was really special getting to spend Thanksgiving with his family. And they are just, it's easy to see where Michael gets it from. Um, his family's incredible. Is Sister, I cannot wait to like talk to you more and more. Like I'm, I'm like, please be my friend. Yeah, it's just I'm really, I'm really grateful to be a part of the family. I'm glad that he's in mine. Well, I've said it before. You are. Everyone is deserving of love, but you are so deserving of every bit of love and support and more. And I'm just so incredibly happy for you and I can see it I can sense it and I know me our listeners and everyone that's watching is just so happy that you two have found each other and you guys get to share this love oh it's so so amazing oh my god it's real it's real it's like really real it's really wild I know well 
On that note, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you are experiencing any sense of, and you know, again, I think everyone, everyone at some point is going to experience some sense of grief and loss during the holiday season. So I hope that you found a little bit of comfort here, maybe some advice. If you know someone that's experiencing some of these things for this holiday season, send it along, Mm -hmm. check in on your friends, check in on your loved ones. And most of all, if you're working this holiday season, we appreciate you. We thank you so much. Yeah. I want to add in one more really quick thing. If, because sometimes the holidays can be just like really, really, really extra painful. And if you're, if you're in like a lot of pain, a lot of emotional pain, please reach out to somebody, give someone a call. Oh, if you're having any thoughts of, you know, hurting yourself or anything like that, please, please reach out to somebody mm-hmm. because you are so valued and so needed here. Yeah. Thank you for adding that. Again, we love you. We love all we your love support. love you so much. <laughs> every listen, every share means the absolute world. Um, and on that note, we will take a happy holiday. Womed. Out. <laughs> oh, 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 oh.